I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Monday, May 18, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. We have a lot of stuff on the docket. I have a page full of notes. We have interesting stuff. We have intraday stuff, even though it was for the most part a trend day higher, but we'll be able to take some learning experiences away from what happened or what didn't happen during the trading day. In addition, we'll take a look at all the charts around the horn, but the bottom line is it was a tremendous rally across the board for all the markets. The Dow was basically up a thousand points. It didn't finish up a thousand points, but it hit being up a thousand points during the day. The S&P was up over a hundred handles and the transports, which we'll get to later, they were partying like it was 1999. Let's focus right in on the daily chart. What's going on? What do we have right in front of us? What's on tap? Well, a couple of things that go right to the obvious. We were working on, or they were working on, a potential head and shoulders pattern. So they create the pattern, they dip below the neckline, they rally back up right to the neckline on Friday, and we map this out ahead of time. Nobody should have been surprised. The idea is, when they get back to the neckline, one of two things is going to happen. And by the way, they don't have to always get back to the neckline, but if they do get back to the neckline, one of two things is going to happen, and we stated this, I think, on Thursday. One is they're either going to bust through and get back over the neckline, and then the quote was, don't be short, or the alternative was a rejection at the neckline, and then the head and shoulders pattern would have played out somewhere down to the 270, 269, 268 neighborhood, maybe lower, but that's not the point. It didn't do that. It did the other thing. They gapped over the neckline this morning. And we say this all the time, when they can't trade through somewhere, the easiest thing for the market to do is basically gap above or below said area that they could not trade through during the trading day. Now, they could have, they just didn't. They left everybody hanging for the weekend. Look how close, this is the hourly chart. Look how close they came to the neckline at the end of the day on Friday. Now, the line is drawn in here pretty good. You can see here's a pivot low. This is the neckline. Here's another pivot low. So it's pretty much right on the number. And when you look at it, we said from inside the numbers members, we said 286.50, 286.75. That was basically what I thought the neckline was on Friday, maybe up to 287. You can see right here, they just tremendous move today gapped right over it, never looking back. It was basically a trend higher all day today. But there's still stuff going on. What do we have going on? We have moving averages up above. We have a red trend line running right across the screen at 302.46. We have a breakdown candle high. We have stuff on the screen. Let's take it piece by piece because there's a lot of information on the screen that's going to help us determine what the next likely scenario is. So let's pick it apart, unpack it piece by piece. Forget the head and shoulders, it's off the table. However, what we do know is, and this comes from anything similar that the market does, when it's supposed to do one thing and it ends up doing a thing in the opposite direction, the same energy that was once going to be released to do the original thing gets released in the other direction to do the other thing. What is that in English? 
or in chart speak? Well, here it is. If we had a head and shoulders and it was going to play out down here somewhere, who knows where exactly, it doesn't make any difference. However, coming from the top to the bottom with a neckline in between and there's a measurement formula in there and that's something that's discussed taught in the course at lazy e-mini trader but what they're doing right now is basically that thing they're actually releasing the same energy in the northern direction and they're not that far away from some important stuff so we have moving averages up above and we have the 30246 basically represents a gap it's that simple before we had a zone up there but what happened was the market recocked the gun we talked about that here we talked about it inside the numbers so when they do that and they start back up since they recocked the gun you want to discard somewhat the lower resistance levels that were once resistance may still be we're focused right now on them getting into the moving averages and even above to fill that gap do they have to do it all at once no they don't can they actually come back down a little bit and then go back up of course they can that's Really the job and the life's work of the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew. Let's see if there's any evidence or hints on the screen. So let's point out an important number. How about 294.24? Now today's close is well above that 294.94. What is the significance of 294.24? And then, since we're on the topic, what's the significance of 294.88? We're going to get to that in a moment. The first order of business is a breakdown candle high. So normally, under normal garden variety market conditions, a market likes to climb up a breakdown candle high. This one basically opened near the high and just stayed there and grinded higher all day long for all intents and purposes. Let's take a detour over to inside the numbers because now I don't necessarily advocate nor do I do much of it at all, which is trading in the pre-market or aftermarket. I'm pretty much a 9.30 to 4 type of trader. And if you want to know the truth, I'm pretty much a 9.30 to 11 type of trader. We have Johnny come earlies to inside the numbers. These notes are posted early. Let's take a look at what was going on early, like 7.15, 7.30 type early. Welcome to the short squeeze. Remember the head and shoulders pattern from last week? One of two things was going to happen. Either a test of the neckline and a decline to a predetermined target zone. We talked about that. Or they would trade through or jump over the neckline resulting in a failure of said pattern. We know all that, but here's the deal. Look at the bottom. Since they're poised to jump over the neckline, the next order of business is to climb up the breakdown candle high. Where's the top? How about SPY 294 and a quarter or 294.24? We just talked about that. ES, which is the pre-market stuff, 29.39. Here's the continuous contract for the S&P E-mini futures contract. Everything to the right of the vertical line is from 7.30 a.m. on. Now, let's take a different viewpoint. A matter of perspective. 2,900 is the horizontal trend line. They were already climbing up the top or toward the top of the breakdown candle high. This is the ES daily chart, but it's the same routine. So there was meat left on the bone, but they were already on their way. The high of this candle is exactly 29.39 and a quarter, closing the day well above the high of that breakdown candle. There's another one to the left, right here. What's the high of that one? 29.65. What's today's high? 
Let's see. The high of day, 2964.75. Anybody surprised? No. Inside the numbers, members are looking for, quote-unquote, a morning trade. And there may have been one or two, but for the most part, the bottom line is that the market basically went sideways to a grind up higher all day long. Let's take a look at what the commentary was anyway. Trying to pick out a spot where if they had a morning shakeout, where would that be? I had identified it at 29.15. They never went down there. They just continued going higher after a very, very brief pullback. So we know that on the first run, they're likely to have some kind of a pullback off of a breakdown candle high. You see at 9.35, they're very close to the aforementioned breakdown candle high. The bulls want to test this spot under normal garden variety market conditions. So here's what happens. A, it acts as a magnet. So any pullback you're assuming that the magnet is still active and operating and therefore a pullback is meant to be bought driving price or dragging price up to the breakdown candle high. The magnet, that is. Once they hit that spot, the magnet is no longer the same type of magnet. So A, you only want the short on the first run and B, you can't count on a market collapse on a morning like this when everything is inflating. A rising tide lifts all boats. You have markets up a tremendous amount. You can't bet on the collapse, but you can certainly take a trade. Let's continue moving along. 9.53. And there's our confirmation that the breakdown candle high was, in fact, overhead resistance. They had about a 10 or maybe even a little bit more point pullback over a dollar in the SPY, but that was about it. For reference, we're looking at an SPY 10-minute chart. 294.24 was that exact number. Here's the high, which was 294.19, a nickel short, and there's your pullback, and that's it. Then they went higher. So let's take a look at what Inside the Numbers was saying as a result of that. 10 o'clock, the high of day, also known as the breakdown candle high, is the opening range high, and therefore the gateway to higher figures later. So above, they're more bullish. Below, they settle into a chop shop. Let's continue moving along. You can start and stop the video as you choose. Read whatever notes you want. But I urge you to read the notes and go back to the charts to see what happened. Don't just read the notes and take my word for it. It's a waste of time. You have to verify for yourself. Along the way, we identify certain numbers that are important. The market's usually going to respect those numbers, even if it's just on a first hit. Let's continue scrolling up. And by the way, down here, 1145, they're working on the thing where they bust through the morning highs, go to the next destination. We talked about that earlier. They started to do it. That was the second potential trade of the day. If you read the notes, you saw it. If you didn't, you skipped it. Let's continue moving along. And from here, that was about it. Once they did the second move, the first move was the first hit of overhead resistance. The second move is let's go beyond the early morning high, and let's just have one of those whopper of a days. That's essentially what it boiled down to be. So you can see here, there's not much else to the notes. A little bit of an attempt at a late day jam session, but they never really got going. They were up so much that you can't really expect much more. Stocks on the move today, we'll take a look at them. We always look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. Three hit our price targets today. It's registering as two, but Zoom hit it at the end of the day. Clorox, Zoom, and Peloton. We'll take a look at those charts. We'll look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll come back to the S&P chart in a couple of moments. Here's Clorox. Now, we had two price targets on the board, and when you know they're close together, 
and on a 200 plus dollar stock a couple of bucks apart is close together that's a situation where it could go to either number and i'm not sure if it's going to get to the second but one of those two is going to work at minimum of for a trade is it 100 percent? no nothing's 100 percent. using the 80 20 rule this is working 80 percent of the time plus if you don't believe it you don't have to ask me for statistics and statements and all that stuff just watch the videos day in day out and you'll either want to know more or you won't. So here we had 206.60, 204.84. You can see what happened. The stock basically came into both. It gave you an average if you did what I recommend you do, which is buy half at the first, half at the second. Your average is in the middle at 205.60 and change. Minutes later, the stock's making a high of 208.5 or just short of that. And you're booking at minimum of some profit. And you can see what happened. The stock hung around the first number for quite good portion of the day. But at that point, the trade's over. This is directed just at Inside the Numbers members. So we're looking at a 10-minute chart. And this is also only if you've taken the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. How do you know where to get out if you're hanging around this trade looking for more? You've got the average of the two prices. You see the spike, but you don't sell into the spike. You're still holding it. How do you know this thing is going bad? Go back to the course and think in terms of what happens when they give up a breakup candle low. Is that bullish or bearish for the stock? Now we're looking at Peloton. Think about that. Go back to the course. If you can't answer that question in a split second, go watch the course again. Now Peloton. So this one was not good. It wasn't ugly. It just was. They gave you a little trade off the first price. Nothing to write home about. Here's a high of 46.44 off of an entry, 45.91. Not a big deal, not what we're looking for. But here's the deal. It hangs around the first price for long enough to know that it hung around for too long. We don't want it anymore. Cut and run if you're still in the trade. If you didn't do that and you're in the trade and you haven't or have taken the Lazy E-Mini Trader course, go watch it again. If you took that course, you didn't hang around that trade. This is a three-pillar approach, folks. The videos you're watching now, that's the education day in, day out. The Lazy E-Mini Trader course is the foundation of everything there is. And then inside the numbers is how we make money day in and day out. How about Zoom? 163.49 was the number on the board early in the morning. Look when they came down. 12.50 in the afternoon, they came up short and they had a pretty nice rally away. So technically, we don't want this trade the second go-around, even though it worked anyway. What's the takeaway? The numbers are important. 163.49, or thereabouts, was a destination. It just didn't get there in the manner in which I prefer. So therefore, what do I do with it? Nothing. I take a pass. Back from the detour, let's get back to the daily chart. So what do we have really? What are we looking at? What are we staring at in the face? On the upside, we have moving averages. Are they just going to waltz right through these, keep going, bust through the gap and keep going? No, they can trade through the moving averages for a while. But all in all, let's take it one day at a time. Let's look at where we are right now. So we have a couple of important things right in front of us. The breakdown candle high is 294.24. So they closed above it. That's bullish on its face. That's the duck. It's also the tip-off that there's likely higher prices coming, not necessarily, you know, like 50 cents or a dollar higher, but maybe a whole chunk higher. We don't know yet. I'm just saying, put that in your back pocket. Could also be a rope-a-dope, so we don't know yet. 
It's just something. It's on the table. It's a puzzle piece for now. We have a pivot high here. That high is 294.88. So think about this one. The official close of the day is at 295. So they closed not only above the breakdown candle high, but they closed above another pivot high that they didn't have to. They don't have to do anything. But they certainly could have come up short of that and not closed above, but they didn't. They closed above this pivot high, 294.88. So that really tells us they really want to trade into the moving averages. That's likely going to happen Tuesday morning. What do we have Tuesday? We have turnaround Tuesday. Does it have to be a turnaround Tuesday? No, it's just called turnaround Tuesday. But we have to be aware of it. We have to know that the market's up a lot. It's likely going to have a visit from Trick and Company or the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate crew sooner than later. So let's say they had a gap up in the morning on Tuesday. We could be aware that we could also see a gap in crap. Doesn't mean the market's going to fall apart, but just keep in mind, the market is up a lot. Into those moving averages on Tuesday would be about 200 S&P handles from the low on Thursday. Of note, puzzle piece on the table. The moving averages, worst case, meaning worst case, how high can they go? The gap at 302.46, all this stuff is going to be overhead resistance. The media will be extra bullish. It feels like they're going to keep going. That's by design. The market's job is to trick, trap, fool, and frustrate as many traders and investors as much of the time as possible. That's the way it works. Right now, we take it at face value. They're above some important stuff. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Anything different? Rising tide lifts all boats, all the same market. My favorite market-leading indicator was up, what? 6%. Are you shitting me? Guess what? It got to and closed above its breakdown candle high. What did it do? Play a little catch-up? The breakdown candle high in this chart is 132.29, closing 132.68. Same routine as the SPY. Now, this pivot high here is a little bit higher, but all in all, played some catch-up. By the way, back to the spider for a second. Just to be clear, how many times did we talk about this scenario? It didn't have to be done. They got rid of or they eliminated this thing where they had the higher lows going, but they had the shenanigans candle. This wasn't a real print down here, remember? Somewhat of a rope-a-dope. So they never closed below this low here. So they essentially had a rescue operation, saved that scenario. You see what happened here with the suck everybody into the head and shoulders pattern, get everybody all excited about it, and then do what? Pull the rug out, issue a pie in the face, in this case, a conveyor belt of pies in the face, and they do it over and over and over and if you've been here for more than a few weeks you know we say it all the time the pies in the face over and over and over especially over a weekend guessing to be short is a very very tough deal over the weekend i know what i'm getting i'm getting pounding the table pound the dislike button or the thumbs down button or whatever that is by all the shorts i get it it's okay sooner or later they convert one after the other not converting to bullish, I'm not bullish or bearish. I'm just interpreting what the market is telling us, period, full stop. And what they convert to is from a guesser to a believer. What's the believer? The believer that you need to run this 
as a business, not a guessing window. It's not the guess the fat lady's weight. Let's talk about volume for a second. Forgot to talk about volume. So we had uptick in volume, but not a tremendous uptick in volume. So that's of note. That's a puzzle piece. That's also on the table. It's not like this was institutional buying for a tremendous leg higher that's going to last weeks and weeks, months and months. That's this type of volume here, 300 million share volume. This was good volume, but nothing raising eyebrow type volume. Puzzle piece on the table. Anything left to discuss with the IWM? No. What about the folks down at the transportation department? How about this fake out rope-a-dope rescue operation going on in the transports? Below the moving averages, melting away, all of a sudden here we are, gap higher, above breakdown candle high, keeps going. Pretty incredible move. Where does it want to get to? 8,500 in one bite, in one shot? Necessarily no, but it can. How about the folks out in Silicon Valley? These guys and girls, equal opportunity leading indicator here. This was the leading indicator. It's undeniable. Above all the moving averages, there was quote unquote, nothing wrong with this market. Now, look at this. There's a gap up here right around, call it 235 for argument's sake. Now, there's a gap up here for learning purposes. 230.27 is the gap. They came close to it and they had the recocking of the gun. Are they likely to stop at the gap or go higher? And if they went higher, where would they go to? They would go to the high or toward the high of what? The same candle. Why? Because it's a breakdown candle. 233, 233 and a half, maybe a little bit higher. That's the zone. That would be the next stop. So, for example, traders that would short the gap on a gap up in the morning, it's a hypothetical example. I'm not saying to do that. I'm saying there are plenty of traders that would do that. And then all of a sudden, let's say the market kept going. You have an idea of where it's going. They don't. What are they going to do? Run for cover. They got a pie in the face. You know where the market's going. You know where to short the market. They had to cover. Why didn't you short that gap? Because it's not the highest probability trade on the board because we had the recocking of the gun. Just one more time, what are we talking about? Here's a gap, okay? So we came close, and then they recock the gun. Here they come again. They could certainly get rejected at the gap. I'm not saying they can't, but I wouldn't take that trade. I would be waiting for this spot here because that would essentially be the rope-a-dope. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you and that without you, these videos are not possible, true and accurate information... That's a pretty good place to pull the ripcord here, folks. It's everything I wanted to and intended to discuss. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My strategic forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is Common Sense Market Analysis.